Okay, Mulligans and Hackers Golf. Uh, this is a special episode podcast. Uh, I'm Chris, and we have got Alvin and hey. our special guest, uh, Mac from On the Screws Golf. Hey guys, how's it going? Not bad. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for being our guinea pig. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Happy to help. And uh, let's give it a trial and see how how good we can make it sound. Okay. So you're a new daddy. I am. Yeah. He's, that's what I was saying. He's sitting right beside me. He is um, a little, about six weeks now. Six weeks. Yeah. So pretty new. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So a little less golf, a little less golf right now. But. And me and Chris, we're getting, we're getting to be kind of empty nesters. So now okay. we're getting more golf in. Yeah. We're going the, we're going the opposite direction you're going. <laughs> yeah. And so this, I, uh, well, last year I probably had, Nearly a hundred rounds are right in there, right in there about. So a um, little different this year, but that's okay. Hey, it's golf, right? If you're golfing, that's good. I was out today playing uh Kortha. It's a really nice course. So it was kind of nice to be out there. Um, but yeah, like you guys mentioned, the frost delay is uh, it's real in, uh, in the Northern parts of the world right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We had about an hour, hour and a half today on our course. Uh, we got our final round of the season in and it was, it actually turned out to be a relatively nice day after the frost delay. Yeah, it was, it was nice with us too. So that's it for you guys. You guys are done now. That's that's everything. Yeah, yeah our courses. I think the only course that's staying open here in the Hat is Desert Bloom, and I think they might be staying open for one more week, and then uh, everything will move to online simulators. Yeah, nice. I just uh, I was at Oshawa in the simulator last weekend, and it's it's a different it's a different beast. They have like the foresight, really, really nice one, but, uh, it's a different world. It's a different world hitting in the simulators for sure. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really know it. I could hit like a three wood, 270 yards. I could hit my driver about the same. So it was, it was weird. It was kind of I did it once last year and I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I like to use uh, it to get numbers on my clubs in the off season, just to kind of see what I'm, what I'm swinging. I, I like more the driving range function personally. Well, that's what we're using. And like, I was hitting a fade on some shots. I haven't hit a fade since ever. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of unique to hit a, hit a fade, but like, if I go out on the course, I've never played a fade ever. Um, I've got like a five-year draw, 10-year draw, but yeah. Anyway, that's okay though. It's fun. It's still nice to be swinging the club, right? So it's good. Yeah. Hopefully you can get a couple of opportunities to swing the clubs over the winter. Absolutely. I think so. I think we'll get out, but uh, yeah, that's, is the weather that cold for you guys right now? Uh, it's what mm-hmm. plus 12 plus 14 today it, it's I yeah, mean, typically it kind of starts cooling off this time of year like by the time about, we get to uh, halloween here coming up it's going to get pretty chilly it was about one degree this morning when uh at our 9 30 tea time that turned out to be a 10 30 tea time yeah yeah you know what i think that's it like i don't think we get as cold overnight and we um like i remember last year i was oh uh, i probably posted a couple of videos of it but i think i played into middle of December up here. Wow. I like some of the smaller, like nine hole courses. You can't be picky. Like any of the nice courses are all closed up, but uh, if you're looking to just get out and play golf, we, we actually have like a really nice nine hole course. That's in great shape here. Um, and it's only like 10 minutes from me. So they stay open pretty late and it's all sanded fairways. The greens are in great shape. So it's, it's nice. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah. And you can play there as long as, as long as they'll put pins in the ground, I'll go. Right. So yeah, I'm I, gonna be like you, you see it all over like Zyre Golf and stuff. I'm gonna be that guy kind of pushing this guy in a stroller, and I'll be walking with the backpack. You know that'll that'll get him going me. early. 
Yeah. My wife golfs too. Uh, we golf at least once a week together. So it's kind of nice. We just, uh, by next year, we'll be able to kind of bring them out and push them around with us and stuff. I'm sure. So I know some courses are a little interesting about that, but otherwise, I don't know. Why not? Right. If you can cover them up. Yeah. Keep, most make sure you say be fine with that. Yeah. I just, I know that there was one close by and they said something about it. Like when we were joking at like one of the T blocks and then, uh, I brought a friend of mine who golfs with me a little bit. We brought his little girl. She's like four, five years old. And, uh, yeah, they like charged her to come out and they wanted to charge her to come out and play. So it was, it was just interesting. It's kind of interesting. They're like, she can't play. She's five years old. Like it's, she, she can't do anything. So, but yeah. How are, uh, how are things going with you guys with the pod? How, how's everything going? Uh, pretty good. I mean, we got nine, nine episodes done for our first season. Um, I thought our season went pretty well, right, Alvin? Yeah, I thought it was great uh, for an inaugural season, and we really didn't know what we were doing. I thought it went well. It's true. Kind yeah. of learning on the fly. Uh, I mean, we started up a YouTube page and kind of got that rolling now. Um, we added a little bit of content there earlier today on a little bit of what's in your bag uh, for Alvin and I. Um, you can check that out. We uh, nice. put up a couple preview uh, trailers on our, fa- our Facebook and Instagram page to kind of send everybody over to the YouTube page. Check them out like it um and i mean yeah it's it's been an interesting season i mean when we started with this idea we really didn't know where we were gonna go uh we just knew that we wanted to get some guys together and play some golf and see what happens so what's uh how many how many you guys have in your group total eight uh i think upwards of and max we had a dozen i think okay nice nice that's cool i think probably about three three or four only came out like once throughout the entire season but uh when we did our road trips, we had eight, six, ten come on the road nice. with us when we went yeah. out of town. Yeah. So that was fun. I mean, you, you get a little bit of a caravan going and you hit a golf, roll up on a golf course with uh, six to six to ten guys. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. No doubt that would be. And I don't, it would just be, I don't know, cool experience too, right? And I don't know if it's much different out there with like the courses and, and whatnot. Like here, they can be a little bit... Um, just depends on what course you go to. It can be a bit tough to get a tee time, let alone, uh, you know, for 10 guys to get out there and play all at one time. But as long as you can plan it, put a little bit of uh, effort into it before it would work out okay. And how's the uh, how's the YouTube Some, page for you guys? You guys are just starting up YouTube? Just yeah, started. We, uh, we put up our, uh, our nine podcasts on there with no video, just audio, just to get right. it going. And uh, now over the winter, we'll start posting some stuff uh getting that going i mean it's just another it's just another social media page right yeah well it's it's kind of cool like i i've been doing the podcast a year now um actually i think last episode last week was 48 so coming up on a year now which in the podcast world is a long time i don't know how long you guys have been doing it but it's uh it's kind of neat it's kind of neat to reconnect with a few people and um i found like i just got a new software recently like i was telling you guys and uh it's been great like it's been really really good um but youtube was kind of a different animal it was uh it was a little tricky at the start to kind of get everything set up and with my old software there was quite a bit of like editing and whatnot now it's kind of just a little cut and paste so it's it's pretty good my uh it'll just kind of convert it to audio and video all in one so yeah um it's it's nice but it's uh it's kind of cool if you if you can capture the the video aspect like i've done a couple polls i don't know if you guys have on your instagram page i've done a couple polls and mind you you might only get 30 40 people if you're lucky to answer but um 
it's been almost straight like a split like usually it's like 60 40 for audio versus uh visual so like spotify apple that kind of thing um i don't know if it really matters but if you like look into your stats it's kind of like a lot of mine's apple podcasts i don't know about you guys i'd say 75 percent of our downloads are probably through apple podcasts so yeah so where did uh so where did the idea for uh on the screws come from it actually came with uh, a guy that I was golfing with last year, a uh, buddy of mine. We were just kind of playing around a little bit, and um, he had said, "You know, start a golf podcast or whatever it may be." He had a he had a, a young girl at the time, and kind of um, just you know didn't we didn't get connected as much. And I, I was just like, you know what, it's kind of cool, like kind of keeping in touch with people, like meeting you guys, you know, and just kind of through COVID, it was something where with my job, I was able to like see people, meet people every day. I was kind of, a, um, you know, like I have a handful of staff there that I'm connecting with. And so we were not working from home, but I was only seeing like the same four people every day. So it's kind of cool to like connect and meet new people. And of course, talk about golf is sort of easy, right? I could talk about golf forever. So, um, that was the idea. It was, uh, just kind of something that sort of spiraled and, and, got in contact with a lot of, a lot of people. And I've got a lot of friends who play golf and, uh, people have been really great about coming on the podcast. So it almost became like a, like an interview, like an episodic interview based. Um, and I found that a lot of the feedback of having like different companies or brands, players, like we just have this week coming up, we have Sung JM's caddy coming on uh, fellow Canadian well, as well. I was, was going to yeah. ask you about, um, um like, your background gets you in contact with a lot of these people? No, like I'm a terrible golfer. No, I'm just, I'm not, uh, I don't want to say I'm terrible. I just like, I didn't play golf in university. I didn't like go to school to play golf or anything. I had kind of gotten away from the game a little bit at that time. I sort of uh, like got into like weightlifting and stuff on like a competitive level. And it, those two things are like direct opposites when it comes to golf. They don't go to go well together. So um, kind of get out of the game and, and, Sort of as like I had some contacts, courses I played at, uh, like where I've been a member, or my cousin Bryce is a really good golfer, and his uh, my other cousin Blake, the younger uh, one in the family, he is probably like one of the top players in Ontario. So, not that they necessarily make all that connect all that many connections, but usually just you know through social media. Social media is amazing, which you guys have, and and uh, just kind of following along and being engaging and connecting and learning and meeting new people. And uh, you know, whenever I reach out, I explain like the podcast is for if it's a company, it's for them. If I can, you know, shed a few more uh, you know ears or uh, a light on their podcast or, or sort of their uh, brand or their company, that's the idea of it. Like, and it truly is. It's not. Uh, well, it wouldn't be for any other reason. Podcasts don't make any money, as you guys know, right? So it's um, it's pretty much just to bring like more awareness to the game, connect as many people as you possibly can, and if you can get some players, caddies, and you know companies and stuff, it's great. Um, I found it's just almost spiraled that way, and I think you know we've got a decent little following on social media, but I probably connect with like a good you know, 50, 60 people throughout the week, just quick messages saying like, Hey, what's up? I know Alvin, you and I talk like multiple times a week. Right. So, yeah. um, that's kind of the idea is just getting to know people. And that's how it's, it's kind of grown from there. I do have some contacts in the golf world. Um, but I have a lot more through the podcast now, definitely. But having somebody like Sung JM's caddy coming on your podcast, that's, that's out of this world, huge, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's definitely cool for us. And his story was, uh, amazing. He, um, didn't have a ton of time 
uh, he's actually down in Dallas right now in his someplace hockey, which you guys can, uh, which you guys can uh, understand. And so he had to run to, to play a game, but we were on for probably half an hour, 40 minutes or so. And just hearing some stories about like they were at the Olympics, right? It wasn't the outcome they wanted, but uh, two, it would have been, well, three weeks ago, they won the Shriners, which is pretty amazing, man. Like it's obviously, you know, that's a big tournament. And if you're winning on tour, which Sung Jay is, he's one of the best ball strikers on tour. Obviously your caddy's got to be pretty good. Yeah. And uh the cool thing about it was like hearing the uniqueness of the language barrier, right? So Sung Jay is Japanese. He has a little bit of um, like, he knows a bit of English, like the way that Billy explained it was he knows more English than Billy knows Japanese. So, um, but like hearing how they communicate and how they text and whatnot, like if they're saying, okay, you know, Alvin, like, uh, like I'm Billy and, or I'm Mac, I'm your caddy. I'm going to meet you. It'll just be like parking lot, a text that says parking lot and they'll go meet in the parking lot. And then they'll <laughs> kind of go through their stuff there. And he has an interpreter and stuff. So it was really, really cool to kind of get that perspective and, uh, and how much they have been able to still connect and, and, uh, and well, obviously make it work. Right. Like it's, uh, that's a pretty good team right there. Those two. I don't know if you guys follow a lot of the PGA tour, but Sung Ji is like, whenever this, I'm making picks up, you're man, I'm this, always. This, what's that? This past, year, this past year, like, so I when when the, when we started playing a little bit of golf last year, like we played. Uh, I played more golf last year than I had any previous time before that. Right. Um, I never really played a lot of golfs until like I moved to Alberta. Um, but again, I've coached hockey, been in that rigmarole for a long time, and now that the kids are older, last year we played a lot. Me and Chris is, is especially played a lot together and as 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 we were going on um when covid hit and everything started to shut down and we were kind of homebound work and home for a while um it's the idea started to roll in my head that if if we got memberships and played a lot well we're still we still have a little bit of a competitive edge so and, and our scores are pretty are pretty i mean we're bogey golfers yeah um so we we thought we would start a league and then, so we, then we started inviting our friends who would be interested to come and, and travel with us and stuff. Uh, and then the idea for the podcast came just for us to talk about golf because yeah, we're, we're we're brand new. Um, so last year we watched PGA a little bit. This year I watched it a lot more, and I'm a big fan of the LPGA. Yeah, I really like watching the LPGA. Um, Man, so hold on, hold on. I just saw a stat like an hour ago that uh, so Jin Young Ko just won this this past weekend. Yeah. Um, one of the best female players in the world. Like she's unreal. Like I, I like the LPGA tour. So she hit 46 straight fairways in a row without oh. even, and, and I guess like she, when somebody brought up that streak to her, she did not even know. Like how robotic is that? Could you imagine? Right. I, I don't know if I could hit four fairways in a row, let alone 46 fairways in a row. I thought reading that was kind of, I don't know, it's crazy, but I like that aspect of the LPGA. I find it to be like very different than the PGA itself. Like it's the yeah, structure, the structure is very different. They're, um, you know, there's a lot less error in golf in L the LPGA and yeah, sure. Like you're going to see things like you know, Jordan Speed hitting that shot at the Ryder Cup, like up the hill and flopping up in the air. And it might not be, I get that people say it's maybe not as exciting, but like as you develop your games, as you guys can understand, that becomes exciting to watch because you're seeing, you know, athletes do it perfectly. And a lot of times on the LPGA, it is as close to perfect as possible, right? So I like that kind of 
correlation that they have, like obviously LPGA, PGA Tour. But I like the idea that it's like a different style of game. I enjoy that. I, I really do. So I do too. I think I think it's fabulous. Um, I mean, it's amazing that we have uh, Brooke Henderson, who's one of the top female golfers in the world, right from our own backyard, right in Canada. Um, yeah, she that- she grew up uh, about an hour, hour and a half east of where we are here. So it's uh, it's kind of nice having probably a top five player in the world. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, our flag. It's, it's cool. Yeah, we always watch where, where where she finishes in the tournaments, right? Yeah, because she just lost her sister on the bag, so that was big for her. Yeah, yeah, I think she was T two last week, right? So she had a good final round, and yeah, Brooks Brooks amazing, and she's one of the longest players on the uh, on the LPGA. She averages like two seventy eight or something off the tee, which is pretty far, man. <laughs> she's got it. that like I, I like her swing. She's got that like kind of cool old school sort of like. John Daly esque kind of swing, right? She um she kind of loops it over the top and she's obviously extremely flexible, but she can like really like arch the I don't know, it's hard to explain, but you guys know what I mean. She brings the club face all the way over her back, where you know, you see a lot of like the Tony Finau type of swing now where it's only going three quarters of the way up. And and uh yeah, I like that big looping swing that she has, and obviously it works, right? So I uh, I gotta read up though. I didn't know that she had lost her sister on the bag. That's uh that's yeah, that was, that was a good team. That was a little while ago because her sister had another job opportunity or something. And uh, really, yeah, but she was really. struggling already because with COVID, she'd only be able to have one person, right? And her dad was her coach that would always come around, and then her sister right. kind of took both caddying and coaching her on at the same time. And yeah. then she had to go through a uh, a change where change where after losing her sister, she kind of had to sort some stuff out. I mean, you lose your familiarity; it's it's tough to yeah. tough when Wolf you're tough enough. like that, right? I mean, yeah. we, we know that on a much, a much lower scale as an amateur golfers, but I mean, I can only imagine as a professional amateur golfer. Like. I like that amateur <laughs> golfer. Do we even rate that high? Yeah, probably not, but you know, <laughs> I know that familiarity, whatever you want to call it. Like when we don't go to the course for a few days and then you uh, kind of forget what you're doing maybe, but I don't know that like last weekend I played, I actually played really well. Um, I played a course out here, Black Bear. It's like a top. Uh, 20 or 30 in Canada, really nice. It's long, just over 7,000 yards. And uh, I think it was even after nine. And then there's a 611 yard par five or something. And I shot an eight. <laughs> I was just like, so it was a bit of an interesting back nine, but it, uh, it punished me. It was cold, but um, that's kind of the the aspect of like being, you know, amateur golfer. Yeah. Are you still there? PGA Tour Canada this year, which was really, really cool. And like those guys don't miss um, at all ever. And when they do, they are able to kind of get up and down and figure it out. Right. So you don't see those, uh, those numbers from those guys or, or those females. That's kind of the, uh, the difference between you and I and, and those type of players. Right. So there's a big it's difference. A, yeah, it's, it's elite. They are very elite, but what's your you know, Mac? Uh, 3.1 right now. Now that's low from where I've, I've been. Um, like I was a a lot better golfer, like back in high school and stuff like that. You're a little bit more flexible and stuff like that. I hit the ball. I actually probably hit the ball further now than I, than I used to, but, um, I, I probably play like, uh, mid seventies, high seventies right now. So, um, it can get higher. It can get lower. Um, but yeah, that's that's golf, right? It's just you never really know. You never know what you're what you're gonna shoot. But I find like my game is very much like a straightforward game. It's nothing flashy. 
This year, I kind of started hitting the ball a lot further off the tee than I have in the past. Um, when I say a lot further, I just mean like I added some yardage that I don't always know how to control, but typically my game is like pretty straightforward and I have a really good short game and that's kind of been able to help me out. You know, we go out, it doesn't look flashy, but I make, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm always like in around the green, just making a little pitch on and then, you know, making a two footer and, and taking my par and leaving. Right. So that's kind of like, it's not exciting. Nothing, nothing to it. Really. It's not as fun as, uh, I don't know, watching Bryson or something like that, but I, I try to hit it. I try to hit it as far as I can. Like this year, I had a couple, um, a couple like good pokes, I guess you would say, and not like Ryan Gregno, one of our past guests, but, uh, yeah, a couple good ones out there. 345, 361. I had a couple long ones this year. So it was good. It was good. Can't I, beat I those. Up, I started getting up into the two nineties. Yeah. With the, if, if I hit it well, I was starting to get into the two nineties and that's out of this world for, for the game that I play. Yeah. Uh, I don't do it all, all the time, but a few times on our home course there, I probably had uh, four or five greens that I drove this year. Nice. And as you play more, right? As you play yeah. more, that start. And, and we watched a ton of videos. We did a lot of time at the range, just working stuff out. Yep. Um, the short game still needs a lot of work. And that putting thing, that's a different animal altogether. <laughs> See, like, I've always been a putter. I'm, I'm always... Like this is the first year I played a different putter uh, in my whole life. So, well, like, I, I had. I was I was going to ask you about what what you have in the bag. What are you What are you playing? Um. So we can start with my putter if you guys like, because um, I always played an Odyssey number nine, like a heel hosel type of putter. Um. So it's like that kind of like blade, like fill looking type putter. Um. Oh, really? Yeah. It was. Uh, I played that right up until last year. Absolutely loved it. Um. Can you guys hear the guy going here, the little guy? No. Okay. All right. So um, I think he's just rolling around a little bit. So, so yeah, I played the Odyssey number nine um, right up until last year. And I was, I've always kind of like tinkered with the Scotty Del Mar. Um, had an option to pick one up this year. And I was pretty specific on the one that I wanted. Um, it's a 2011 um, special edition honey dip. So it's like uh, kind of like a, well, like a honey color, the the faces and whatnot. So it's kind of cool, like the actual head of the of the club. Um, and I use like I'm pretty specific on grips, so I use uh, what's called the baby T grip, which is um, like you guys know the Tiger Pingman grip that he uses. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's kind of like that. Like I like that. I have like a pretty unique one. So anybody watching over on YouTube, I do like a double interlock finger. But I started to work on like the pencil kind of claw a little bit for short pots and. I like that, but I don't really know if I need to change my putting. So um, you guys want me to go through the rest of the bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I play um, up until, like, I've always kind of moved back and through, like, back and forth through wedges. So I have a set of SM7s, 54, 50, uh, 50 54, 58. Um, never had a problem getting up and down. Never felt like I needed a 60 degree or anything more. Um now I've kind of swapped those out. I wanted to support a Canadian brand. So I'm playing a 48, 52, 56, 60 setup from Haywood Golf. Um, they're out in Vancouver. So I don't know if you yep. guys have ever heard of them. So yep, we follow um, them on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah, Josh is great. I've had Josh on the pod before. Talked to him pretty regularly. So um, I picked up some of the wedges. Um, let him know like my, the shaft that I like. Like I like to play... Uh, 
KBS high rev 2.0. And they actually have that as like, a, or they did have that as a stock option. So I've played either the S 400 dynamic gold S 400 or the KBS high rev 2.0. And, uh, like when I saw, like when I was talking to him, I was like, man, like that is a great shaft for a stock option. So, um, ordered those, um, got them the black finish. Cause I had one already that was given to me by somebody. So the 52 and, um, I really like them. Uh, like they're great clubs. Like they're great wedges. The leading edge is uh, a little sharp, but after you play it a little bit, or if you take it in and get it grinded down, like those are, they're top notch wedges. I like how clean they are. They're just really like simple. Um, they're kind of like a, like a Vokey without any of the stamping. Right. So uh, into the wedges, I play a four through pitching wedge or four through nine with the Haywood 58 or I have the pitching wedge as well, kind of just rotate them in and they're only one degree difference. So you can, uh, the, I think the, I had the Strixon Z785. So they're the 2019 model, I think of the, of the Strixon irons. And I play the Nippon 120 Modus, uh, stiff. Um, so I love that shaft. Like that's a great golf shaft. I don't know if you guys know much about Nippon, but they are, uh, like the Nippon Modus are, are probably about the, in my opinion, they're some of the best shafts in the game. Um, and I'll rotate the pitching wedge, which is 47 degrees with the Haywood Golf 48 degree wedge. I don't find much difference between the two, to be honest with you. Maybe like a handful of degrees. And on those, I play Golf Pride um, standard grips, just uh, the black and white grips, one wrap. I don't do anything tricky. I don't do anything fancy on them. Um, do my own grips. I, I enjoy doing those. Uh, then I have the three iron, which is a 20 degree uh, Strix on ZU, the ZU, um, ZU for anybody that's in the States, 6.5 utility iron. Um, love that club. Uh, great, great club. I've had it for a little while and I actually just picked up, um, I got fit into the Titleist UT300, I think it is. Um, I don't have my bag down here with me, but it's the, or no, it's the U300 or U500, U500. It definitely is the U500. Uh, three iron. So I think I'm either going to get my three iron bent down my uh, Strixon or I don't know. I don't play a five wood right now. So I'm kind of in between those. I prefer the iron. So both of those are kind of in and out of the bag. Hazardous Black Project X or Hazardous Black Smoke Shaft on that one. Um, I can't remember what the degree is now. I think it's 6.5 and that's similar to what I got on my yeah. irons. That's yeah. exactly what I have on my Mizunos. Yeah, so I uh, I love that club. Um, it like I was hitting it today. It is uh, an absolute rocket launcher. I love it. And um, playing the M6 D Type Three Wood. Um, I love that sh like that club. Like I can't get away from it. I don't know if I will. I I think it's just really really nice club. And then. Uh, a friend of mine over at TaylorMade sent me the Sim 2 this year. Uh, Sim 2 Max, um, Ventus, 7X, Fujikara. Um, same thing, standard one. I use the Z-Cord grip on my driver, and that's the only one different. And I think it's uh, actually midsize. So I like that on the driver, um, but I don't really like it on on uh, anything else. So, But uh, yeah, that's the bag. I'm just trying to think. Oh, and I use Titleist Pro V1X, Strixon XV. 
kind of rotate back and forth between them. I find this Rixon XB is probably the best ball in golf. It's underrated. Uh, everybody goes to the title list. So when they're available, but this Rixon XV, I think you just spin it a little bit more and uh, look around the greens and whatnot. And the launch angle is just a little bit better for me. But yeah, that's pretty much the bag. I don't think I missed anything. I don't know. You didn't get any of those uh, fancy new uh, Titleist Pro V1Xs that came out this year? And those black dots or whatever they were? Left dots? No. No, the the like left ha- uh, left hash or whatever they were. Yeah, those, I things, are, I did not, those things are going for a fortune. Yeah, I did not play any of those. I've always played the Strix on XV. Um, and I like the Titleist Pro V1X too. Like I kind of, you know, go back and forth between those two. So I don't uh, stray too much from from those. Like, I think the golf ball is pretty important. I think it's good to kind of find something that you like and stay with it, whatever it may be. I tried a lot of different golf balls this year. A lot of different ones. Yeah. Um, I started with the Srixen, uh, the Srixen uh, Soft Feel. Yeah. Uh, yep. Again, just starting out. And then I went to the uh, Srixen Z-Star. Yeah. And That's I, what I played. I played like the XV, which is like the Pro V1X version. So, right. yeah. So, and then, I happened to land a couple of boxes of uh, Pro V1s. Nice. I did, I did, even as a hacker like myself, I did notice a, 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 it's a different hey. ball flight with that ball. It is, uh, it's definitely different. And um, I actually played a little bit with the uh, Tour B RX this year um, from Bridgestone. And I didn't find like the same feel around the green, but like I could probably like, I just felt like I hit it further than any other ball. Um, like that's not always the most important thing in golf, as you know. So um, that was a pretty good golf ball. But I, I definitely uh, Strix on XV um, or Strix on Z Star. It's a Z Star XV um, or the Titleist Pro V1X are kind of what I go with. I've got um, like a Titleist Players Four Carry bag or something. It's super light. I love that bag, and I collect golf balls too. Like whenever I go to a course, I'll, I'll grab one. So that's kind of my. Uh, I don't have them down in the uh, the podcast studio here yet, but they're up in my uh, my my wife's office on the wall. So I gotta I gotta bring them back down. But uh, yeah, so um, I'm kind of fascinated by the golf ball. I always like trying different ones. Like I know there's somebody we had um Quantix Golf on. They have a golf ball, Encore Golf. There's so many different companies. I uh, I should do like a little ball bracket or something one day and give it a shot. It's uh, it's cool. It's definitely yeah, I could have voted it all out. I mean, I started with yeah. Vice Pro Pluses this year, giving those a go. Vice, man, that was the next one. I thought Chris like Vice golf balls. Those things are actually really good. They like, weren't bad. I, yeah. I got some custom uh, Vice Pro Pluses done. I kind of did like their ball selector and and right. uh, when we started this whole Mulligans and Hackers thing and got our logo put on them and just got some done up. I actually really like how they feel. Um, and yeah. I, I've, I've found that as the season's gone on and I've got more flexible with my swing. I mean, I played almost 115 rounds this year. So it was like, wow. as I got more, hitting more and more balls and, and started getting more distance that I, a little bit of a harder ball for me was better. Um, okay. and, and it was good for my putting too, because I mean, I've always been a relatively decent putter. Like I averaged probably about 1.9 putts per hole. So it's, I found that over time I've tried some softer balls and I just don't like how they roll or how they right. jump off the face of my putter. So, um, I've kind of settled in with the, uh, into the pro V's, um, as well as the uh, pro pluses towards the end of the year. So. Yeah. You should try the, uh, the Bridgestone, the tour B 
XS or RX, whatever it is, is actually a pretty nice golf ball. It's like, it's got a little bit more of a firm feel, but which I didn't love for, I, I didn't mind it for putting. I just didn't love it for like hitting pitch shots, chip shots, any of that stuff. I didn't, I just didn't like the feel as much. Like I no really, I like to spin the ball a lot. Like I spin the ball from like, you know, not just like a hundred yards out, but I, I like to be able to like be creative around the green. Cause like golf, as you guys know, like is infectious, but it can also be like sort of boring. <laughs> so if you can uh, find different ways to like, have fun with the game. It's, I don't mean it's boring, but if you're playing the same course all the time, which yep. I was like, I'm playing like, you know, the same nine holes all the time or going up the same course, playing 18 holes. Like I got a course out here that I was at in high school that I probably played like, I don't know, a thousand times. So it's always nice. Like if you're out doing different things to like look at different undulations in the green and find ways to spin the ball and stuff. So that was where I really liked to be able to play like the Pro V1X or the uh, Strixon XV. Yeah, and the tricks on irons, like you're playing. You said you play Mizuno's. Which what do you? Yeah, play I got first? the. I play Mizuno irons. I got actually. I got fitted this year um, nice. before the season. I went and got decided to go get fitted for irons. So um, I got uh, the fly high hybrids in the four and the five, and then okay. I got the six hot metal, and then the seven two pitching wedge hot metal pro, and then the gap wedge for the Mizuno's nice. with the Project X blackout six point five uh, shafts. Nice job. Yeah. Mizuno has some nice clubs. Like they have some of the, uh, like I'm, I love Strixon clubs now. And like the look of them is very cool. Uh, like I think the uh, Strixon ZX sevens are this year's model of what I have from last year, but uh, the Mizuno line, like the MP twenties and stuff, the SELs, they're, they're so nice. They're so nice to look at. So yeah, they're, cool. they're, they're really nice. And what I noticed is, I mean, after getting, after getting fitted, um, it took me a while to work into the irons, but I, I mean, Alvin can attest to this, but as my season went on, I just, I got them more dialed in and they, they became, you know, they did exactly what I was hoping they would do for my game. Yeah. Good. That's good. Hey, that's, if they're doing what they, what you want for your game, then, you know, as soon as you improve or whatever it may be, you can kind of go in and get refit. Like cool. I've and learned, uh, Sure, go ahead, Alvin. Me seeing uh, how Chris progressed through the year with his fitted clubs, uh, that's definitely on the uh, on the to do list for me this winter. Yeah, I've been able to connect. Uh, like there is a, uh, they I think they were voted like the top club fitters in North America. TXGs here in Toronto, which is a short drive from me. So being able to connect with these guys, with those guys, and I've had Mike uh, Marty Stavich on the pod a couple times in the past now. Um, he is a like absolute well of knowledge when it comes to golf clubs. So even just chatting with some of those guys and they do virtual fittings and stuff too, uh, through some of their guys, but, but it's such a benefit, right? Like to go in and find what you need, like as it can be expensive. Like I understand it can be expensive, but if you love the game and you're, you know, playing and trying to get the most out of your game, like it's great if you can, uh, if you can go in and get fit, like there's obviously immense benefits to it. It would be like, you know, going in like being a carpenter and trying to use like a handsaw, right? And like when you can just use like, you know, your standard skill saw or power saw or whatever it may be, right? Like it's just the idea of using the tools that you need for your game when you're playing because we're spending a lot of money too to go to the courses. You might as well enjoy it, right? So it's, uh, it, there's a huge benefit. There definitely is. So if you can, and if you have it locally, then, then check it out because there's, I don't know, so many great brands, right? It's just, I played. That, that's my, that was, that's my next thing. I, I'm, I played Wilson D sevens this year. Cause I, I, even from when I was younger and I first picked up a club, like when we were moving yeah. from Newfoundland to here, um, I played Wilson and I really wanted a set of Wilson clubs. So last year when we were going to do this, I bought a set of Wilson clubs, just off the shelf type Wilson clubs, KBS shafts. Yeah. 
Wilson D7s, the performance enhancing ones. Okay. But I did find as they have like the speed insert in the bottom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know those exactly, ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as my season when I started and as as I got to probably about halfway through the season, my game was really, really progressing well. Yeah. Uh, with my irons and stuff. But as as the season started to probably midpoint of the season, my game really started to come apart. And I really wasn't finding that they were they were doing me any justice. Yeah. Uh, so that was and 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 again, watching Chris perform with his irons and just start dialing his game in as my game is starting to come off the rails, which is how we switched on the whole leaderboard for our for our Mulligans and Hackers League this year. Um, I saw the benefits of it. Yeah, and I think that if we're gonna if we're gonna do this again next year, which we are, um, I think uh, club fitting for me is definitely uh, I, I, the brand. Now, now I'm thinking brands, and I don't know what because because if I'm going to spend that kind of money, like you were saying, it's expensive. Uh, I got to be really sure about the brand that I want to go with for the yeah. next five, ten years, right? Well, it's brands are always changing, though, Alvin. Like things are always changing, right? So, um, like I got a friend who's like well, I've got a couple of buddies who are tailor made guys, and they're you know they only want to hit tailor made or whatever it may be, right? So. I've got like I don't know I think I just rifled off five or six different brands in my bag, right? Um, I think it's important to just be kind of open open to uh, to different brands and different golf. Like you know, we're not professional golfers. We don't have a club deal, so you might as I don't, well. I don't need there, this, I don't right? need everything in the bag to be the same because I'm yeah. running uh, I'm running Taylor Made Woods, uh, yep. Wilson Irons, and I mean I'm, I'm running Kirkland wedges. Yeah. Because again, I'm a, I'm a budget golfer, so I'm going to go for budget. And when Kirkland came up with their uh, 52, 56, 60, and I didn't have any of that really in my bag other than a 55 uh, Wilson sand wedge and a right. 52 degree uh, Accumark, uh, you know, one of those off the off the retail right. shelf yep. 52s. I was like, well, that's that's perfect to throw in the bag, and and I did like them, so I think that'll stay in the bag for a while. But when I'm looking at like a driver might be something that I'm really going to look at next year, but um, like yeah. my, three, my three wood, I'm running a TaylorMade R9 with a medium flex shaft. Um, I, I just picked it up locally here and I don't think that'll have to leave anytime soon. Cause that was money for me through. Hey, if you like it, man, like Scotty Scheffler is still playing like a Nike VR pro three wood and stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's sometimes you just kind of fall in love with certain clubs and they don't have to leave the bag. Like I've, I was asking that, like the what's in the bag question quite a bit. So for some guests that are, you know, press for time, like we've just probably talked about this for like 20 minutes now. So uh, it can be a, it can be a lengthy question. I love talking golf clubs, but uh, like some guys just fall in love with clubs and leave it in the bag. Like my putter, like I would never change my putter. I changed the grip a couple of times. Like I tried that. I'm looking at it right now. Like I can see the Pingman grip. I can see the super stroke grip, like over on my mat, like the, I tried the 2.0, the 3.0, but I kind of like the specific type of grip. So it's, you kind of find whatever you want. Right. And, and I, I actually talked to the guys from Wilson golf quite a bit. They're from, uh, they're from Unionville, which is not too far from where I am, or they're in that area anyway, Markham. And um, the like staff model clubs that they have look amazing. Like I, he said that they're, they're in golf town. Like you can just go hit them at the standard golf town outlets and and give them a try. So I would love to just go out and check them out because I don't know. Some of those smaller companies, like I've heard great things about the the Wilson Pro. I think it's the Pro Staff, like the golf ball. Uh, they're like top golf ball. I've heard good things about it. Compares well. So I'm not in love with any brand. 
uh, until they want to start sending me clubs for free, then uh, <laughs> maybe if the podcast gets to to that level, then I'll uh, I might have a different tune. I might have to ask you guys to go strip this episode and take it down. But I am uh, <laughs> I am not I'm not in love with any brand. That's for sure. I will play anything that uh, seems to work for me. Well, so. I think uh, after after having my irons fitted this year and just talking with Alvin the last month or so, because um, I I love putting too, and honestly, that's probably. I mean, that and, and my increased accuracy with my approach shots is what ended up helping my game really improve at the end of the year. But I've always wanted to do a putter fitting to see exactly what style of putter would really fit me as a, as a golfer. Right. Um, I mean, right now I have a the multi or a multi PTM three in my bag and it's like okay. a half mallet style. And, and I, I love that putter, but I just think that you know, I'm interested to see if I go in and get my, you know, different specifications and stuff, if maybe just making a slight change can help improve my putting stroke. Hey guys, Chris here with Mulligans and Hackers Golf. We're going to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you to go and head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give On The Screws Golf a like and subscribe. Show Max some love and thank him for coming out and supporting our podcast as well. Well, it all depends on like loft and lie and it, it depends on like grip too, right? Like what you do for grip and, and how you kind of set your grip. Like, well, I'm kind of a mess. I'm a cross-handed golfer. So it's, uh, it can or be are you? Oh, yeah. Hey man. Uh, what's his name? Callum Davidson is the best player in Canada or like the best player on uh PJ tour, uh, like McKenzie tour, PJ tour Canada. And he's a cross-handed golfer. Yep. Yeah, yeah it so works. Like, I mean, it doesn't look pretty. I mean, they yeah, no, it doesn't all the time because it, it's kind of a, a seizure looking type swing. But I mean, it, it is a, a full even, on seizure. <laughs> I mean, even today on the par five, I mean, it was a little wind assisted, but I, I smashed one out there with my driver 330 yards. So, I mean, it, it gets yeah. the job done. So, yeah, damn, that's uh, it was, it if you're, one of the if first you're... ones I saw seen go straight all year, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It can be fun sometimes. Do you do you find you get like over the top of the ball a little bit? Like, do you? Um, yeah, it's sometimes, but I think more for me, um, early on, like at the beginning of the year, cause we had last year was like the first year that I basically played a lot of golf. Like I didn't play right. a lot of golf growing up. I'd play like maybe five rounds a year, just kind of hanging with my friends, not really taking it seriously. And then last year we started playing more golf, Alvin and I, and I started spending more time at the driving range. Um, originally I had like an open face issue, which I, which I fixed. And okay. then it became a tempo problem for me. And it was, you know, like when I control my tempo, I can hit the ball really, really well and really straight. If I don't control my tempo or I get a little sway in my backswing, I, I have issues. I mean, I've always yeah. been a really good iron player, but it's just recently, especially this year, like I, I've really developed my three wood to become a weapon and my driver towards the end of the season now is starting to, to get dialed back in. Um, and I mean, when I first started golf, I couldn't chip to save my life. I'd skull every chip uh, across greens. And I mean, that part of my game has really developed along with my putting. Um, yeah. so it's, I, it's just nice that it, it doesn't look nice, but the nice thing about it is the one nice thing about it is when you're at the green, you're not getting wristy with your chips because you can't, yeah. cause your, your top wrist is going backwards. Right. So you can't like get all flipsy, flippy with it. Yeah. So you can have a little bit more control. I mean, I chipped out today on what 16 for birdie. 
with an Excellent. Nice. Talk about your round today, okay? Hey, you know though, <laughs> you know to, the, that that old saying. Back, not talk about your game today, okay? Yeah, yeah. That old saying goes: "There's no pictures on scorecards, though, right?" So if it, right. Works, if it works for you, then then that's it. Like it's, I find where sometimes like things improve in my game, like I improve off the tee. Sometimes my you know my wedge play kind of falls off a little bit. I don't know. My wedge play was always like really good, and it's still good. But I feel like as soon as I start hitting the ball more, there's more pressure on those wedges. So it almost like magnifies your usage of them. So you have more, uh, I guess, body of work to kind of pull from. And so that can be a little tricky at times because you're, you know, I think today, like even in the colder weather, in the colder weather, like I'm not a long iron hitter at all. Like I, I hit the ball long off the tee, but my tempo of my iron swing is kind of important to me. And so like, I think I hit a seven iron 165, which in today's world is not that long anymore. Um, you know, so I hit a 52 degree wedge, like 110, something like that. Um, but I find like, it's hard to kind of like sometimes dial those in. So if you have any tips, let me know. But uh, I, 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 I feel like it, more it can, experience in golf than us to give us those tips. It can be, it can be tricky though. Right. Cause it's hard to um, like, you only have a certain amount of time. You only have so much time. You want to enjoy the game. And like the more you practice, it's, it's great. But sometimes you practice in on one thing that you're like really lacking, then you give up on something else. Right. And that's why golf is a uh, forever sport of frustration and, uh, but it's so rewarding, right? Like, look, that's how I met you guys, right? That's how we're chatting yeah. right now. And it's yeah, kind of just like, and we've met, you know. we, we've been in contact with a whole bunch of other people and some of them are going to come on a podcast and we're going to do this exact type setup. And yeah, and that actually blows my mind a little bit that this has even gotten this far. Well, just so quickly, right? It, so yeah. It's insane how fast our, our uh, social media pages have just like seemingly blown up in no time for two guys yeah. from Southern Alberta. <laughs> Who, do, who doesn't know anything about golf, really? Right. Well, I mean, you know what? It's all golf? it's all like relative, though. Like, because there's so many people following your page, following my page, following Bryson's page, Tiger's page, whatever it is. That golf at my level, that golf at your level, Alvin, and that golf at Chris's level, right? So it's there's going to be a bunch of cross-handed golfers. There's going to be like a lot of guys who can relate to you because they're out west. Like I know we had Jesse on a couple of weeks ago, and like and he's you from know, here. The, yeah, the- and you guys were like, "Oh, that's great!" Like I know Jesse from this area, and like yeah. there's just going to be people that want to tune in for that reason. Same thing out here, and like I'm in the podcast space, so I will check out. You know, when you guys post an episode, don't post on Friday afternoons at like two o'clock, guys. Okay, because that's my that's my space. All right, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, like that's the thing though. Is like that's how you make friendships and you you know kind of connect with people. I've been able to go out and golf with people like um, Anthony Spagnoli, who is a score golf like he works for or uh, one of the course rankers. He's played every top 100 course in Canada and. You know, I had him on the podcast like a little over a month ago and we've got rained out two Mondays in a row, but we're trying to, you know, trying to plan that I can take a vacation day and get out and play golf. Like it's otherwise I would have never met him, you know, if I didn't have a podcast and if I didn't, uh, you know, I probably more than likely wouldn't have met half the people that I have through golf. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's just nice to sort of, we all have the same interest and it doesn't matter what level we're at if, and if it does, and if you sense that it does with somebody, then they don't have to come on the podcast and you yeah. don't have to, you know, you don't have to chat with them or whatever it may be. And like, it's just cool. Like, you know, and I love history. So now, now that we're, we're kind of, we've kind of gotten into the golf world. Uh, um, there's a YouTube channel and it's called masters and they have the masters final round from the masters from every masters from 1968 on. 
Nice. I started watching old masters. Like I started at 1968 and, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll dive in both feet. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. And just, just, you know, I've watched the, uh, 2003 masters final round a few times myself for sure. So, um, obviously that was Mike Weir winning. Right. So, and, uh, if you guys have ever listened to the intro, like in the first, um, we've got a great intro song from, uh, his name's Rory Blackroy. So I don't know if you guys follow that page, but he lives down in Texas and it's like Roy McElroy. His name's Rory Blackroy. Um, he like golfs about, or raps about golf. And like, I talked to him a while ago, he came on the podcast. He's like a comedian, right? So it's, uh, he's so funny. If you guys haven't checked out his page, go and check it out or anybody that's listening. And he let us use his uh, music for the podcast, which was awesome. So and then, of course, I had to snip the part like a little bit in. I had to do a little bit of work. I'm not a uh, great audio editor, but I did what I could to get the uh, Mike Weir has won the green jacket or the green jackets going north of the border. I had to get that in the intro. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll check out the Masters page. Though. 2003 is a big year for us. So always has been, always will be. So, yeah. I still like checking him out on the Champions Tour, too. Yeah, man, he's playing good right now. He's playing he so good, right? So got to get him on one day trying trying i'm trying i'm working i'm working so if he's if he's listening by chance we uh we gotta get mike weir weir's on the podcast but uh yeah it's been i don't know it's been cool like you just connect with so many different people and like if you guys have things set up that's great like i'm always up for coming on and chatting like if you guys are ever doing like a what's in the bag feature or an update or any of that kind of stuff or yeah what's your what's your history mac is a in golf like i alvin was telling me that you uh caddied a little bit maybe on the canadian tour yeah, so that was just like a short-term thing. Um, but it seems like next year I'll be able to get out um, actually with a guy who's out in Vancouver. So when he makes his Toronto stop, I'll probably hop on the bag for him because I found it to be like super fascinating. Cool. I, uh, I there was just a, Yeah, there was like a pro from the town that I live in and he said uh, that he was looking for a little help on the one weekend or whatever it was. So I just reached out to him. He had been on the podcast in the past and I said, like, I have some experience. And, you know, he nicely said, okay, um, yeah, like, let's do it. I... You know, I didn't like I had his yardages, stuff like that. Like I had the green book and stuff, but it's not like I was like, hey, like you should hit a putt this way or anything. Like I understood, you know, I stayed in my lane and kind of understood that. And and the idea of the caddies just to be there for support, right? And kind of make sure he's drinking water if it's hot and like, you know, kind of staying and by the end of the Sunday, we kind of talked about a couple of things about some shot shapes and stuff like that. So we got a little bit more involved. But with those guys, like it's hard because they're traveling, trying to grind out as much as they can. And they're often carrying their own bag or, you know, they can push if they're on their own. But if you, if you, uh, have somebody carrying your bag, like they can't push it for you and you can't have people close to you then. Right. So it's, um, it's tough for them, man. It's a grind. And those guys who are doing well on those tours and a couple of them still on the, like, I know Brennan, I think it's Brennan Steele won a couple of events this year. and Like he's an amateur, so he doesn't collect any of that money. He's still traveling to play. Right. So he plays for Team Canada, but it's tough on those guys. But like Tony Finau, Joel Damon, those guys are on the Canadian tour. So and they're doing well now. But um, but yeah, my background as far as caddying goes, it's uh it's not all that extensive, but I hope to do more because it was a lot of fun. I definitely would like to do more. Um, but I played like competitive golf when I was younger. Um, like I'm over here in Ontario, played some high school golf, but did had a bit of success in high school golf, loved the competitive nature, but uh you kind of have to like make that choice with hockey or golf. Right. And I probably should have chose golf, but you know, I'm like five ten, and I'm a goalie and I chose hockey at the time to focus my time on. So playing a lot in the summer and not that I didn't play golf. It's just, 
that's probably what I should have sunk my time into in the winter, like going to simulators and stuff like that versus you know, playing hockey because, I don't know, I grew up in like the Ben Bishop era where everybody's like six Hey guys, Chris here with Mulligans and Hackers Golf. We're going to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you to go and head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give On The Screws Golf a like and subscribe. Show Max some love and thank him for coming out and supporting our podcast as well. 